Oof. Do you miss me? So, I signed off six months ago there, thereabouts, I'm not exactly sure, saying that when I came back, I'd be bigger, better, faster, stronger, and I'd have, you know, really prepared stuff, and I'd polished stuff, and I'd have produced stuff, and it wouldn't be just me talking shite down a microphone. Oh, that was a complete and total and utter lie in hindsight. I'm completely, totally and utterly unprepared for this. But fuck it. I've been hemming and hawing over starting it back for God knows how long and realised that today is the first day of Lent. And if memory serves me correctly, this whole off-the-lead thing started out during Lent. I said I'd do 42 podcasts in 42 days. No, it didn't. It started out with conversations. The solo started out with Lent. But this is a solo. This isn't a conversation unless you include me talking to myself as a conversation. But anyway, I digress. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull my big fat finger out of my big fat hole and I'm just going to do what I used to do, which is impromptu talking into the microphone and essentially thinking out loud. Because I think all the time, I was about to say like everybody, but specifically not like everybody, I could be talking as I have done in the past about abortion, gay rights, God, the soul, forklifts, fridges, you wouldn't know what the fuck I'd end up talking about. So I think it's perfectly valid for me to make the claim that not everybody is like that. So it's not fair to say that I think all the time like everybody else. I don't think all the time like everybody else. I think all the time like the way I think all the time. And I can't help it. But there's great utility in saying it out loud. Because I've said this before. And it's funny because I'm only fucking remembering this now because I'm saying it out loud. I've said before that our thoughts are like farts. You don't really know what the content of them are until they come out. You have to release your thoughts into the world. There's a difference between something that's just rattling around in your head and something that you actually vocalise. Now, ideally, you'd be vocalising it to somebody and that somebody would be standing in front of you and not in some sort of mystery, weird cloud. Like use cunts. But look, we have to do with what we have and I suppose another reason why today is the perfect day for me to just pull that big fat finger out of that big fat hole is because the Mead Chronicle that bastion of truth was published today and past guests and friend of the show past guests should I say past guests plural and friends of the show Pat O'Reilly, Oshin Fari, and Daniel Gavin those guys make up three quarters of a band known as A Few Shapes. And those three guys, along with a guy called Tall Tom, a friend of mine from a very long time also, Mr. John O'Halloran, those four guys were in a band 45 million years ago when we were all in school. And, you know, life came along and people had kids and people moved abroad and all that jazz. And like most of our kind of teenage things... It just fell to the wayside. But during lockdown, those four mad bastards said to themselves, you know what we should do? We should remotely record an album. And I'm proud to say that that, or delighted to say, should I say, proud and delighted in equal measure, to say that that album is now available from all good Spotify's everywhere. The album is called The General Malaise, and it's fucking deadly. It's fucking deadly, A, because the tunes are class, B, because the lyrics are fucking class. C, because the general message of the entire album is fucking brilliant. And D, the fact that they recorded it remotely during lockdown. Tall Tom was based in London. Gaz was based in Dublin. 
Oshin was in trim and Padder was in Navin. And remotely, they each recorded their own little bit, uploaded it again to the magical, wonderful land of the cloud. We're able to listen to it back and say, that was a bit shit. I was out here, here and here, and it'd be better if there was something over there, over here and over here. Re-recorded it, put it all back together, and over the course of, I don't know how long it took them, the best part of a year, I'd imagine, they lashed out a fucking album. And now that album is in the world, and it can't be taken away from them. And even if we were hit with some sort of electromagnetic pulse from the sun, and it wiped out all of our data centres and all our electronics and all our means of communication, it still wouldn't matter because it would exist in the minds of the men who fucking made it, and it would exist in the minds of the men, women and children who listened to the fucking thing. Past guest and friend of the show, Pat O'Reilly, also texted me on this morning to say that he had just ran, I think it was his 300th, that's 300, his 300th 10k, no mean feat. And he said, he reminded me of something that I had said to him about having run marathons. What I had said to him was, once you run a marathon, you've run a marathon. Nobody can ever take that away from you. Like, you can earn money and you can lose money and you can have a job and you can lose your job and you can have a nice car and all that kind of stuff, and that's great. But there are certain achievements and accomplishments that can't be taken away from you. And having run a marathon or done a couch to 5K or having run... 300 fucking 10ks in your lifetime or whatever it is these accomplishments they build us up in a very important way and they can't be taken away from you they're yours they're yours in a far more deeper meaningful sense than the stuff that you own is yours because that stuff can go literally can go up and smoke in a house fire but no matter how many houses pat o'reilly lives in and burns to the ground the fact that he has ran 310 Ks can never be taken away from him. And the fact that he remotely recorded a fucking album all on his Tobler with the fucking three boys, that can't be taken away from him either. It's probably also worth mentioning that the four boys who made that album, you know, didn't do it with the backing of fucking Sony Studios or Universal. There's no big payout. It's not as if they're getting... It's not as if they've all retired to the fucking Bahamas and the royalties that Spotify's going to pay them. Okay? It costs them money to fucking make it. Those costs will never be retrieved from the actual sale or plays of the album. Never. Not in a million fucking years. But it doesn't matter because they didn't do it for the money. And there's an analogy there in relation to what I'm doing right this very fucking second. Pacing up and down a tunnel in fucking Castletown by myself, talking into a fucking microphone. I'm not going to get fucking paid out of this. Now, don't get me wrong, a couple of people were supporting me on Patreon and all that jazz. And I still do have intentions of having merch and all that jazz, but I'm not going to get bogged down in all that bollocks. I'm going to keep doing it for purely selfish reasons. Because I fucking want to. And because I reap the benefits of having done it. And because I'm getting better at it. Because it's essentially just practice. And it's not as if there isn't enough things to fucking talk about between COVID and vaccines and mandates and masks and two metres and 5Ks and fucking Russia, Ukraine, Trump, Biden. Holy shit, like the fucking world is on fire. But then again, is the world always on fire? Fucking seems to be. One thing people keep saying to me, or I keep hearing people say is, you know, they can't believe what's happening over in Ukraine. They just can't believe it. Like, in this day and age... 
That's what they keep saying. In this day and age. Or, it's 2022, Frano. And when I hear people saying things like that, that it's the, like, can you imagine that this is happening in this day and age? Or do they not know it's 2022? What that evokes in me is somebody in a fucking line cloth going, oh, I can't believe they're up to this. Do they not know that it's fucking 1467? Like, what is it? What is it about? What is it about humanity that we always seem to think? At least I, I'm of the opinion, or becoming of the opinion, that we always seem to think throughout the centuries that the time we live in now is kind of the peak. It's almost as though, you know, we, we climbed out of the fucking Garden of Eden 2022 fucking years ago or whatever it was. And... Uh, We've been on a, a steady incline of consciousness ever since. We've just been getting wiser and wiser and wiser since the, the dawn of our species, basically. And with every preceding day, we get a little bit more enlightened and a little bit smarter and a little bit more conscious. But I don't think that's the case at all. I think that it, it's probably more like peaks and troughs. And I would imagine this spiritually spiritually at least we're probably in a bit of a trough these days as opposed to a peak now I can't point to a time where we would have been peaking without going back to you know fucking Mesopotamia or fucking Egypt or the Indus River Valley Silhouette Jesus Christ that fucking civilization haunts me to this day ah the good old Indus River Valley civilization. Bastards. Was that a peak? Was that a trough? Who fucking knows? Who fucking cares? All that I'm here to, to, to tell you today is that you're in for another 41 days. And on that note, I'll chat you tomorrow. Not soon. I'll chat you tomorrow. Pfft.